Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Let's get it. Let's get it. Arthur Most Wesley Euler here. Steelers Nation Radio. 12 o'clock can only mean one thing. It's time for Steelers Blitz to do what we do. And that's talk Steelers football, baby. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, decade-long NFL experience, one with the amazing head of hair. But it's up to you to figure that out by the end of today's show. But either way, it is going to be fun-filled because we have plenty to talk about, man. We have a uh, new roster additions. We have updates on injuries from Sunday's game, and we also have league-wide recognition that was handed out also for our Pittsburgh Steelers. So with that being said, man, how are we living over there on the, on, the, on the west side of this room, man? Ah, just marvelous, darling, marvelous. It's a most host Wednesday. It's my favorite day of the week. And especially, you know, we got plenty to deep dive into on this beautiful September afternoon. I'm not going to lie. I feel kind of bad for you if... Me hosting is the best day of the week for you because I am highly overrated. Oh, no. Highly, highly no, overrated. No, 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 no. You're not highly I, I'm, overrated. I'm, I'm, all hoping, right? I'm hoping that, that no, you're highly Fridays, underrated. Saturdays, Sundays, all are better than Wednesdays. No, nah, you. So, so I'm starting out there. I'm starting out there. You're right? underrated, all right? You are. Who am I, who am I trying to think of? It's who's, Wednesday. Who's, a, who's, a, who's an underrated player across the National Football it's League? It's a Wednesday. Hmm. You have to find the Wednesday of NFL players. Hmm. Who's the Wednesday of NFL players? Dak Prescott. No. <laughs> That's a $100 million quarterback. <laughs> he paid $40 million a year. He ain't, but, but, but he's under, I think Wednesdays no, are underrated. No, no. When you're getting 40 mil, that's not underrated. <laughs> what? Did you just say a $40 million quarterback is underrated, man? All right, then you know what Wednesdays are? <laughs> I'm listening. Geno Smith, baby. There we go. You hey, just need an opportunity. They, they, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. <laughs> what if I told I you? Right back. What if I told you I? What if I told you I ordered one of those T-shirts hey, already? Let's get it. I'll let's wear it here, and here it. next week. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did enjoy Geno. Like, it's the weird thing. I'm not, like, I wouldn't want Geno as my quarterback. No, neither would I. But for me, it's the oddest thing. 
I don't know. I just love his energy. Even when like when he first came in the league, man, just watching him, you know, go to the Jets, and obviously me being um, coming from Buffalo, sure, sure, we were still playing those guys and stuff like that, man. And even in Pittsburgh during that time, where we played them, but man, it's one of the things where it's like, man, anytime. You know, he's out there. It's always fun because you just never know. Like, you can see some of the talent. You can see some of the intangibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, we know the big collegiate, you know, performances that he's had. But it's always just one of the things where it's like, man, Gino, you kind of get a bad rap at times. But, no, I'm not the Gino Smith of either. Uh, I don't want to throw that out there either. That, 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 that might be a little below Wednesdays. Just throwing it out. It's, Whoa! He's like a Tuesday day. He's a Tuesday. He's definitely a Tuesday. <laughs> okay. He's Tuesday. Okay, that's fair. I, I'm not there. That's I, I feel fair. like I'm, I'm slightly above that. Slightly, just slightly. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not having fun on Thursday, but but I'm, I'm definitely a Wednesday. They didn't write you off, is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. I I, I didn't write back, so that's all that matters. You didn't write back, but they I didn't, didn't write, write you back. off in the first place. But so. somebody that they uh, did not write off either. But, oh. <laughs> but Lee, why did he write it back? Can we talk about my man Mika Fitzpatrick for a second, please, ladies and gentlemen, for the congregation all the way in the back? Say it louder. <sighs> it was week one in the NFL, and you know yours truly, Mink Fitzpatrick, put on one of his, <sighs> might I say, um, Minka-esque performances. Because it's not like this is the first time we've seen him take over a game. No, 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 no. This is fully mm-hmm. within his repertoire. In fact, we come to expect these type yeah. of things from Minka. But after his 14-tackle, pick-six-having, Smack talking, play making, mm-hmm. field goal block winning. Woo. I mean, everything that this young man did. Rolex wearing. Okay, talk about it. Limousine riding. You better talk jet about it. Jet flying. Woo. Son of a gun. Okay, what about them feet, though? What you got on your feet? Uh, he's having a hard time Okay, holding these alligators down. Woo, child, you better believe that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but, yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was named the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. For week one, man, coming off of the performance that we just talked about, um, I know for me, man, I, I thought it was very deserving. Um, obviously, we know when it comes to football mm-hmm. every week, you know, depending on which publications you're looking for, which ranking systems, everybody's sure. going to have their player of the weeks, their top five plays, sure. whether it's Sports Center, whether it's uh, First Take, ESPN, our show, YouTube. I mean, you name it, everybody has a list. But it's always funny when you see some of the names that are up there and some of the names that may potentially be missing at times, Mika's name was missing on some of these people's lists from a global perspective. Yes. And it was very, I don't want to say, actually it was not alarming because this is what people do. You look at the highlights, you check teams you like, listen to people you like, and you go from there. But, you know, we were privy to some very valuable information because we actually got to have eyes on Mika for five full quarters, not four, five. Ain't that the truth? 70 minutes. Yeah, and we got to see plenty of Minka making plays from start to finish in that game. But I thought this was well-deserved. I thought that um, when you're looking at his performances in contrast to some of the other guys league-wide, whether you're talking Micah Parsons, I know people brought up Miles Garrett, uh, Alex Highsmith, in-house competition, TJ Watt as well. None of those guys' performance across the board checked the box that Minka checked. When you're talking about the basic Defensive requirements, making tackles, 14 of them. You talk about splash plays, he had an interception. You talk about scoring points, pick six. You talk about special teams impact, block field goal. You talk about game impact, block the game winning field goal. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like all of these things. And just as a whole, he was the tone setter. Yes, he was. And I thought that was something that really showed up uh, on multiple occasions, man. But, you know, that's kind of. My reaction to it, man. But what was your reaction, man? Were you a little surprised, or did you think that this was expected and rightfully deserved? 
it was certainly a, a the Minka game. You know, we can we can refer to it as. I mean, you mentioned a few minutes in there, setting the tone. Pick six gives the Steelers the early lead after a three and out. Uh, obviously, blocking the extra point at the end of regulation that allowed the Steelers to get to overtime in the first place, and about a million good things between and, and after that as well too. Um, I was not surprised. Now, a hat tip to Menka. We all know how good he is. We all know how great he is, at least here in Pittsburgh, right, where we uh, we certainly didn't have anything to do with him being left off the NFL 100 this year. Um, he did get left off bad and bougie. That's yeah. crazy. And you know what's crazy about that, too? That's the players voting. I know. Absolutely. That ain't a bunch of media schlubs no. like me, all right, who never played mm-hmm. a snap in the National Football League. That's his peers. Yeah. Talk about disrespect. Well, Mika used that. Make him believe it, man. He 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 flew under the radar throughout training camp and preseason, and that I think, Motsi, we didn't really discuss this angle of it on Monday. Might be one of the most impressive parts of all that. You know, we talked about hey, Joe Burrow had that appendectomy, right? His appendix blew up on him. He missed a couple weeks during training camp. You could see that out there. We gave some other examples around the NFL, some guys who dealt with some injuries and things of that nature who didn't look sharp as attack week one. Minka was in that boat. Minka was held out at the start of training camp. We barely saw Minka in the preseason. He, he got a decent amount of spin out there, but it's not like he was, you know, he wasn't Geno Smith playing three full halves of football out mm-hmm. there in the preseason either. To me, for him to have that kind of start, you know, when we've discussed the context of slow starts around the NFL and a lot of different guys and teams who didn't get as much work during training camp or preseason that were maybe on the back foot to begin week one. Uh, it was the opposite for Minka. He was on the front foot. He was attacking. He was making plays, not only on defense, but on special teams as well. Hey, who knows? Maybe they'll line him up a wide receiver this week. Uh, okay, I'm just kidding. Maybe that's 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 a little too much. But, yeah, he he absolutely deserves this recognition this week. He is, you know, if I'm, I'm making a list of the reasons why the Steelers won on Sunday, he's more than likely at the top of that list. Um, he's at least one or two, without, without facts, a doubt. Facts. Um, and, yeah, it's good to see him get the recognition. And let's, you know, little little Minka revenge tour here. You know, everybody might have forgotten last year. Oh, he's just you know what I you know what I saw some Bengals fan call him? What they say? A tackling merchant. Hmm. Which is that's a nice uh that's a nice British insult good? there. Like, that's not good? like oh. in England, right? When okay, they call okay. somebody a merchant, uh-huh. That means it's it's kinda like the only thing you can do. Right, so they would say like, "Oh, well, this guy, yeah, he's he's just a uh, he's just a header merchant. Like, yeah, he can go up and get his head, he can go up and get his head on the ball, but he can't do anything else. He can't Gosh. pass, he can't shoot, he can't play defense. Right? Well, Minka, he's just a tackling merchant. He just flies around and gets a lot of tackles, but other than that, he's been found out. You know, NFL offensive coordinators have taken him out of the game plans, and he can't get the splash plays anymore." Yeah, I tell you what, he was doing he was doing a lot more than just tat, and he had like fourteen of them things yeah. on Sunday still. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's why you know reasonable football people when you ask them who are the best safeties in the NFL, they might mention a name or two before Minka, but he comes up pretty quickly in that conversation, and uh, and you certainly saw why on Sunday, and it's great to see him get the the league wide recognition for his efforts as well. No, without a doubt, and. Uh... I'm glad that they gave him the recognition because we're going to need a lot more of that going yeah. forward as well. No doubt. Um, I think part of the reason why Minka does get overlooked and does get overshadowed is because he plays next – we're not plays next to, but he plays with T.J. Watt. And we talked about both of those guys how, in a sense, their dominance can pull from one or the other, you know? 
they hit you with, well, man, you're successful because you have this guy you're playing with, or you're successful because you have that guy you're playing with, and they kind of water each other down. Even though we don't necessarily believe that is the case, that is part of the narrative. The that national does get perception at times. Yeah. So now that TJ is going to be out for some time, that has been confirmed. At least we know he's going to be out for multiple weeks. This is going to allow Minka to prove that he is that type of guy consistently, that he's not a byproduct of a TJ Watt, of a Steelers defense, that he is just a bona fide player. We believe that, but that's something that he's going to have to show to the rest of the league, and he's going to have a very, very fine opportunity because in order for us to win, he's going to have to keep making plays uh, like he's that. He's going to have to be at an A-level yeah. week in and week out. That's just the, the, the reality of it, Yep. as long as T.J. Watt is away. So, for Minka, man, everything you want is on the table, man. Defensive player of the year, uh, all-pro status, top 100 list, Pro Bowl, you name it, everything is there for you, man. But this is a heck of a first start for him, man, so I was definitely impressed with that, man. There's some, you know, as you were laying that out there, there's maybe like some, some Debo, Troy P vibes in there. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, they both won Defensive Player of the Year awards, and we could be saying that about TJ and, yeah. and Minka oh, at, at some point. Um, but that they would, you know, a lot of times people would use the other to ding the oh, yeah. yeah, he's really good, but look who he's who playing, playing with. with. Who he's uh, playing with. You know what? It's funny. You, you, we've seen that uh-huh. over the last 15 years with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. those guys are great, but, I mean, they got the other guy out there with them, too. That makes mm-hmm. life a lot easier, even mm-hmm. though those guys don't play on the same play. <laughs> they play uh, together absolutely. on the power play. Um, even though TJ and, and Minka, it's not like they're lined up next to each other in the trenches. They play mm-hmm. at different levels of the defense. But, but you're absolutely right. Um, there's a real opportunity for Minka to – you know, make that statement that, that we know here in Pittsburgh, but to make it across the, the league here um, while T.J. Watt is out and while, obviously, the Steelers are going to have some some marquee games in there. They got the, the CBS game on Sunday. I mean, yep. you know, I you said the CVS game. CVS like, game. Man, I thought it was a Walgreens, More of a man. Walgreens or Rite Aid guy Sheesh. myself, but they got the CVS game uh, on Sunday. Make sure you pick up your <laughs> prescription, get there early. Uh, make sure you got your ID as well. Yeah. <laughs> like 80% of the country, they get the Patriots Steelers yeah. at one o'clock on Sunday. Then you've got the Thursday night game in Cleveland that everyone's going to be watching. Mm-hmm. Jets, okay, maybe not as much. But then Buffalo, but then Tampa Bay, but then Sunday night against Miami. I mean, there's there's some real opportunity here for Minka to have some eyeball type games. Absolutely. And like I said, show show the rest of the football world what we here in Pittsburgh already know, and that's that he is E L I T E elite. No question, man. No question. And, I mean, we'll obviously break down that matchup uh, more so Friday, but he's going to have another situation where, you know, he's going to get a chance to make some plays, man. Yes, he is. He's going to get a chance. Yes, he is. Regardless of who's out there at quarterback, he's going to get opportunity out there, man. So let's hope that he can continue forth with that. But um, we were alluding to it while we were praising Minka Fitzpatrick that we did get some new updates on T.J. Watt's injury. Yes. Um. It's looking like he's going to miss a minimum of six weeks. Okay. Then from there, they said that uh, best case scenario would be, you know, right the week before the bye week. I think that is the Dolphins game, if I remember correctly. If he's out at least six games. Oh, no, it would be the – It would be Philadelphia. It would be right before the bye week. Yeah. Uh, the last weekend in October yes. is at Philly, and then bye week, first weekend in November. Yeah, so that's what um, uh, I think it was Schefter was the one I saw. I believe you're right. Yeah. Pelissero, I think, was, was as one. well, too. Yeah. yeah. Where they were the ones tweeting about that. Um, but basically, the uh, tech was not torn completely off the bowl. Good news. Layman's term. 
that's great news in terms of the probability of him potentially making it back this year is great in the sense that he's not going to have surgery. Yes. Which is really good. But at the same time, there obviously are some things that we just got to be more cautious about with him. I did want to ask you, though, um, in just the sense of hearing about the injury, hearing about the timetable, I do got two questions. Okay. But we'll I, like start, two. We'll, I like two questions. But, you know, we'll start with the first one, just simply being, what is your approach to bringing him back? Hmm. Are you trying to bring him back on the front end of the bye? Or are you bringing him back on the back end of the bye? Is his return going to be determined by your team's record? Or is him, Ooh. whenever he's healthy coming back, he's healthy coming back, regardless of what the team's record is? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the with the final option there. Um, because let me let me play this out in how in, in the different scenarios that it could go. Okay, first scenario: Steelers start out the season really well here. Okay, we get to that point, the end of October, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in, and the team is five and two. I'm not rushing him back. We're in good shape. Give him the. We'll go to Philly with. We'll make that trip across the turnpike to the land of cheesesteaks without him. We'll give him the extra bye week, and then you know, hopefully, he's ready to to return for the stretch run in November when you start with the back to back games against the Saints and then prime time against those bungies. Opposite scenario, teams two and five, three and four. I I'm still not rushing him back because. If I'm looking at that, I'm saying, okay, we have to dig ourselves out of this hole to get back into the playoff conversation. If we're going to do that, if we're going to do that, we do need our best player on the team, but we need him healthy. And we can't risk him having a setback that's going to leave him out potentially even longer. Well, I'm just putting it on the table now. When you're talking about coming from a pec injury in the same season, the risk of you turning it again are going to be increased. Uh, 100%. Him not being 100% is going to be the case. So there is no scenario in this exercise where he's ever going to be. 100% 100% healthy, and I'm speaking from experience. You are speaking from experience, yeah. yes, as the one with a decade of NFL experience. And the torn pack. Who's gone through this injury as well, too. I tell you what, that's pretty hands-on experience you had there, partner. You know what, actually, forget the difference. In it. Forget Steelers are rolling, Steelers are struggling, Steelers are playing about 500 football, right? Whatever the scenario could be, like Axl Rose once said, mm-hmm. All we need is just a little patience. That wasn't a very good Axl Rose voice, but you get it. Motsi, there's there's no scenario where I'm rushing TJ back. And listen, I think you, you could attest to this better than me. I know TJ's going to be chomping at the bit. You know, he yeah. whenever he thinks he's close to being ready to go, he's going to want to get back out there. That's the dog in him. That's the competitor in him. That's the work ethic and the mentality that has gotten him to this point in his mm-hmm. NFL career. But I just, okay, breaking news here. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the Steelers were going to win the Super Bowl this year regardless. That's cool. But if they're going to win it at some point in the next few years, mm-hmm. you're going to need healthy TJ Watt to do so. I'm not taking any risks. I, I, five and two, two and five, 500 football if if it if it takes having a tough conversation with TJ and saying, "Hey, I know you want to come back this week, but we're waiting at least one more or two more weeks to to really be sure," I'm not playing around with this. Uh, I'm not doing it. I, I know that you know. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, and it's a lot of money invested. And it's a in lot of money invested in this man. Willing to just keep sitting, and sitting, you invest in, in that money in him for a reason, right? Because you know he's a game right. changer. He's a On difference maker. Yes, but when he's not out there, correct. Yeah, but. 
I will sacrifice not having him out there for an extra week or two this season to to have him healthy going forward, to not maybe take a year or two off his career in the long term. Fair enough. Am I right or am I wrong or am I somewhere in between? Oh, I'm not the judge or executioner. I'm not Roger Goodell. I was just asking you the question, man. I <laughs> but I know, you got an op- I know you got an opinion, too. <laughs> man, you know me. Like I said, because I've actually experienced Because you've gone through this. it. Yeah. I've experienced this. For me, man, I'm sitting there for a while. I'm not even flirting with anything before eight weeks. Anything before the bye, don't even talk to me about it. Same here. Because to me, it's pointless. Yeah, you can get him out there for two weeks. Great. And say he goes out there and gets four sacks in those two weeks. Great. But when it's not fully recovered, when you continue to push it and continue to press it, and now you're talking about the push and pull of grown men and the accumulation of not just being two weeks, now you're looking at three weeks, then it's four weeks, then it's five weeks. That dynamic, it doesn't you know, create the recipe for long-term success. It doesn't create the recipe for short-term success in regards to his pet. And that's specifically what I'm talking about here. It's kind of like a hamstring injury, right? Not to the same severity because the pec is a lot more severe than the hamstring, but just in the sense that once you pull your hamstring, it lingers. The odds of you pulling it again that season drastically increase. The only way it goes down is with time. And how many times have we seen players come back from hamstring injuries? Oh, he's supposed to be out for six weeks. He came back at four. It was great. Had one good game. Next game, he tweaks it. And then he's out for another four weeks. Or two good games, then he tweaks it the third game. And he's out for another six weeks. Well, with the peck, same, 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 same type of thought process. Same church, different pew. Except yeah. the difference is it wouldn't be, oh, you re-aggravated it, you re-tore it, now you're only out here four weeks. No, the next step is surgery. And, and which, means right. which means you yeah. shut down. Yeah. And a long enough recovery that it might linger in next season yeah. as well, too. So that's the part for me where I'm not playing with this at all. I understand that fans are fans and fans believe that because their player they love and he's super productive, that, that means he can heal faster than anybody else and everything's going to be fine. Wolverine, right? Yeah. And, and I get that logic. That's fine. But what are the odds of that logic being actually true? And that's the difference. I would say at best, 50-50. Yeah. And yeah. that's me being generous. It's probably right. more like 25-75. Yeah, best case scenario. So that's why for me, I'm not even thinking about TJ before the bye week because I think that, that puts him in the best Talk case in November. scenario yeah. for him to at least be in some type of positioning to go out there and, number one, protect himself. Before we even talk about making plays, can you protect yourself? Are you going to be a liability to yourself? Because newsflash, peck injuries – for uh, front seven players, what happens on run plays, Wes? You get pulled, you get pushed, you get held. When, when you when you go to defeat a block, mm-hmm. as we've talked about, you use two hands. You do. And do you shoot those hands to your side or you leave them down or do you put them out in front of you and you You got to pull them out in front of you. Right? You got to engage with somebody. You yeah. got to strain and okay. you got to push and you got to stress. It's an immovable object and an unstoppable uh-huh. force. No, no. Do a you, little inertia, baby. No, no. Do you know every time, hey, it's going right? Every no, time we're going left, hey, get ready, we're going backwards. Oh, all right, now you're going to go forward. Do you know that? Nope. So You, you also you, don't know when the double teams are coming? Oh, okay. Yeah. So so it's a lot of scenarios where you're going to have to, you know, really be able to contract those muscles, and those muscles are going to be able to sustain fire correctly, even when they're fatigued, mm-hmm. even when they're being hit upon as well. These are mm-hmm. all the things that we don't talk about. I'm just breaking it down like that because, like I said, personal experiences. Remember how my rehab went. Remember how the rehab went. It's like it's a build-up process. Okay, can you just hold a baseball in front of you for 30 seconds with that hand? We laugh about it. 
but it's... until you're doing it, you're in a full sweat. You're like, bro, what is this? Can you hold a, a two and a half pound weight, a five pound weight? Like that's progression. But we're talking mm-hmm. about this in the sense of, hey, mine was in the off season, so I didn't have to necessarily worry about the cardio part, right? So that came along a little bit later. For TJ, he's going to have to be doing both. He's going to have to be making sure that the chest is recovering, but also his physical conditioning is where it needs to be because you don't want him to come back and then you get a pulled hammy. You get, you know, the the hip flexors or any of the soft tissue stuff, groins that we talked about, right, because of the lack of playing football. We saw that with TJ directly last year. Yes, we did. Still was the same player in terms of being dominant, tied the sack record, still one defense player of the year. We knew who he was, but we all could tell at parts of the season where it was like, hey, man, he's not all the way back just yet. <laughs> he's in shape, but he's not all the way in TJ shape just yet. Mm-hmm. And the other issue is with a player like TJ, is TJ a guy that picks and chooses when he wants to play harder? Is he a guy that plays hard relatively every snap that he's out there? Every snap, pedal to the metal. Yeah, he is not uh he's not one of these guys that gets accused of taking plays off, that's for sure. So that's my other thing in the sense of you can't even tell him, hey man, even if you're not all the way ready to be out there, protect yourself, be smart. TJ isn't that type of player. TJ is the type of player just based on what we've seen. Now this could change, but based on what we've seen from TJ, he is not a player that makes businesses uh, no, decisions. He's not. he's not a player that thinks me before team. He's not a player that will turn down something, even in the preseason where we saw him get cut block. We're like, TJ, bro, you could have just, you, you ain't have to be a man now. You feel me? You, you could have went on, took these way on out of that thing. We would have been fine. All right? But that's just who he is. Yeah, yeah. So that's the part for me where I'm just like, man, the more time you give him, the better for him, for this defense, for the Steelers, and more importantly for this fan base as well, man. You know what you might have to do? You seen the Austin Powers movies? Oh, have, have you seen well, them? Who is you want? Have you seen the third <laughs> one, Gold Member? Oh, Beyonce. Well, I'm more of the spy who shagged me well, type of guy. Same here, you know? International Man of Mystery. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I liked Gold Member as it well. Straight, too. It, it had cool. its moments. Had its moments. Yeah. One of those moments was where Gold Member's sitting behind his desk and he's got the you know the uh, the skin that's peeling off uh-huh. his shoulders and he he goes, oh, I have to shave my shelf from my shelf. Yes, yes. You might have to save TJ from himself. No, seriously, man. Because of all those things that you just outlined, he. He's not a business decision guy. He's not a take take this easy guy. He's T- not a TJ probably got that diagnosed. They said six to eight weeks. He said, okay, four to six. He said <laughs> you know, he probably said three or four. And I'm just like, this is not that type of injury, bro. TJ Watt has never been accused of shying away from putting his face in the fan. No. As some like to say. Tough as nails, excellent playmaker. I mean, we know who he is, as good as advertised. And I even think of his brother JJ. JJ came back from the surgery. But we also know. JJ's injury history as well. Long so so JJ in the short term made that work. Yeah. But long term, I think it's fair to speculate that it, you know, it took some tread off those tires certainly. So I think of and, stuff and, like that. And like, when you've got TJ still still years away from 30, you know, as the what now, second highest defensive yeah. paid player since since Aaron Donald got re-upped after he did. I just I, I'm with you. I'm not even entertaining the conversation until after Halloween, which would be the bye week. It, It's just, it's not worth it, man. And I know, listen, I know how TJ's wired, and I know how Steeler Nation's wired. Every week is a big week. Mm-hmm. Every week is a must win. Every year, every month, we're, we're contending. Division title, playoffs, Super Bowl, that's the mentality. That's the standard. And I love that that's what has been cultivated here in Pittsburgh over the last 50 years. I wouldn't want it any other way. 
but sometimes you do have to take a half step back and look at the bigger picture, not just look at the here and now and trying to win every single game and trying to to contend every single year. And the bigger picture is this guy right now, he's on the short list of two or three best defensive players in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He is the reigning defensive player of the year. He just tied Michael Strahan's single season sack record. There is no reason to take any risks. There is no reason to rush him back. And, Motsi, this is easier said than done for, for me because no, yeah. I'm not in the in the circle. But if you have to have a tough conversation with him, you have to have a tough conversation with him yeah. because the long term is much more important than than getting him back on the field a week or two earlier. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, man. But um, we're going to go to break right here. When we come back, though, we're going to continue this conversation of – Got How do you too. go about replacing his productivity? Oh, I like that. Do we stay in-house or do we continue to go shopping? I heard they're signing Arthur Motes. And you guys let me know in the uh, on the Twitter.com, man, you know, if you feel confident in our in-house replacements or if this is something where you would like to go shopping to replace TJ's productivity at Dubody52. Dubody. And at Wesley Euler. To good hair. And this is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.